I want to welcome you all to the Zoom meeting of men working, maintenance men. Uh, let's go ahead and open with a, with a set-aside prayer, please. God, I set aside everything I think I know about you, everything I think I know about others, and this program for a fresh new revelation in you, Lord, a new revelation in others, for a fresh new start. For your glory and your honor, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, let's, let's say the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. AA is a fellowship of men and women. We're not official AA. We are the product of the the readings of Alcoholic Anonymous literature. So, thank you guys for coming in here. We're gonna start with page 24, please, and we're gonna ask Rick to uh, hit it off for us, please. Okay. <clears throat> the fact that most of all for reasons you obscured have lost the power of choice to drink, our so-called willpower becomes practically non-existent. We are unable at certain times to bring into our consciousness a significant force of memory of suffering and humiliation of even a week or a month ago. We were without defense against this first strength. The most certain consequences that follow taking even a glass of beer do not crowd the mind to deter us. If these times don't occur, they are hazily and rapidly supplanted with the old fair idea that this time we shall handle ourselves like other people. There's a complete failure against this kind of defense that keeps one from putting his hands on a hot stove. Keep going, please. Keep going? Yeah. Uh, the alcoholic may say to himself in the most casual way, it won't for me to sense, so here's how. Or, or perhaps he doesn't think at all. Even the, was, uh, How often have us uh, of us begun to drink in this nonchalant way, and after a third or fourth drink, pound on the bar and said, to ourselves, God, for God's sake, how did I ever get started again? No one to have that. Thoughts supplanted by, well, I'll stop at a six drink, or what's the use anyhow? When this sort of thinking is fully established in an individual with alcoholic tendencies, he has probably placed himself beyond human aid, and unless locked up, may die or go permanently insane. These stark and ugly facts have been confirmed by legions of alcoholics throughout history. But for the grace of God, there would have been thousands more convincing demonstrations. So many want to stop, but cannot. There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcomings, which the process requires for a successful consummation, but we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we have been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. The great fact is just this, and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences, which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty, certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. 
He has commands to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. If you are seriously alcoholic as we were, we believe there's no middle of the road solution. We were in a position where life was becoming impossible and if we had passed into the region from which there is no return through human aid, we had but two alternatives. One was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could, and the other to access spiritual help. This we did because we honestly wanted to and were willing to make the effort. Page 62, please. 62. Self-assertiveness that we think is the root of all our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity. We step on our toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation. But we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on the self, which later places us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles, we think, are basically our own making. They arise uh, out of ourselves. And the alcohol is a extreme example of self-will born right. Though he usually doesn't think so, <clears throat> above everything, the alcohol must say must be rid of the selfishness. You must, or it kills us. God makes that possible. And there often seems to be no way of entirely getting out, getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us had moral and physiological convictions galore, but we could not live up to them. Even though we would like to, uh, neither, neither could we reduce our self-centeredness by much, much by wishing or trying we had to have God's help. This is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided in the thereafter of the drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his, he is the, we are his agents. He is the father. We are his children. Most good ideas are simple. And this concept of was the keystone to the new triumphant arch which we passed through freedom. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer, being all-powerful, he provided what we needed. If we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life as we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. We were now at step three. Many of us said to our maker, as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee, to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Amen. Page 76 and page 86. Go ahead, Rick, and go go to page 86. I'll take care of 76. When ready, we say something like this. My creator, 
I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have then completed step seven. Page 86, please. Uh, on awakening, we think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans of the day uh, before we begin. We ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking Him for divorces from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with insurance. For after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when, this, when our thinking is clear to wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we face the indecision we may not be able to determine which course to take. Here's where we ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought or a, a decision. We relax, we take it easy, we don't struggle. We are surprised how the right answers come after we try this for a while. But it used to be the hunch of occasional inspiration gradually becomes working part of the mind. Being still experienced, we have having just made a conscious contact with God, it's not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for the presumption of all sorts of obscure actions and thought uh, ideas. Nevertheless, we find our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration we come to rely upon. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot, that, a lot of time doing that and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditations. If if we belong to religious denomination, which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few said prayers, which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggesting about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful, and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, Thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decision. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves it works it works it really does page 416 please 416 yes sir
culture, even though I had not been aware of that culture at the time. And sobriety was not a matter of willpower, but the people of AA had something that looked much better than what I had. But I was afraid to let go of what I had in order to try something new. There was a certain sense of security in the familiar. At last, acceptance has proven to be the key to my drinking problem. After I had been around AA for seven months, tapering off of pills and off alcohol and pills, not finding the program working very well, I was finally able to say, okay, God, it's true. Of all people, strange as it may seem, even though I didn't give my permission, really, really am an alcoholic of sorts, and it's all right with me now. Now, what am I going to do about it? When I stop living in that problem, get living in the answer, the problem went away. From that moment on, I have not one single potion to drink. And acceptance is the answer to my drinking problems today. Is when I'm disturbed is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation on factor of my life unacceptable to me. I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at the moment. Nothing absolutely, nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept my life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world, but what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person, every situation. And I was always glad to point it out because I knew you wanted perfection, just as I did. AA and acceptance has taught me that there's a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us, that we are all children of God and we each have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork. I am saying that I know better than God. For years, I was sure that the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would turn out to be an alcoholic. Today, I find it is the best thing that has ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me, and if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone. So I am better off if I don't give advice, don't figure I know what's best, and just accept life on life terms as it is today, especially my own life as it actually is. Before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. Pass. Except it has been the answer to my marital problems. Uh, it is through a had given me a new pair of glasses. Max and I have been married now for 35 years. Prior to our marriage, she was just a shy, scrawny adolescent, which I was able to see things in her that others couldn't necessarily see. Things like beauty, charm, gaiety, a gift for easy being to talk to, and a sense of humor, and many other fine qualities. It, it was if I had rather than mine's touch. It turns everything into gold, a magnified mind, which magnifies whatever it focuses on. Over the years, I thought about Max, and her good qualities grew and grew. And we married, and all her qualities became more apparent to me, and we were happier and happier. But as I drank more and more, the alcohol seemed to affect my vision. Instead of continuing to see what was good about my wife, I began to see her defects. And the more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied. It, it, Every defect I pointed out to her became greater and greater. Each time I told her she was nothing, she reduced a little bit more into nowhere. The more I drank, the more she wilted. Then one day in AA, I was told that I had my glasses on my glasses backwards. The courage to change in the, in the serenity pair meant that I should change 
my marriage, but rather I should change myself and learn to accept my spouse as she was. Hey, I've given me a new pair of glasses. I can then focus on my wife's good qualities and watch them grow, grow, and grow. I can do the same thing with an AA meeting. The more I focus my mind on his defects, late starts, long drunk logs, cigarette smoke, the worse the meeting becomes. But when I try to see what I can add to the meeting rather than what I can get out of it, and when I focus my mind on what's good about it rather than what's wrong with it, the meeting keeps getting better and better. When I focus on what's good today, I have a good day. And when I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. If I focus on a problem, the problem increases. If I focus on the answer, the answer increases. Yes. Okay, page 420, please. Perhaps the best thing of all for me is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectations. The higher my expectations of Max and other people are, the lower is my serenity. I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations. But then my rights try to move in, and they too can force my serenity level down. I have to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself, how important is it really? How important it is it to my serenity, to my emotional sobriety? And when I place more valuable on my serenity and sobriety than anything else, I can maintain them at a higher level at least for the time being. Pass. Acceptance has been the key to my relationship with God today. I never just sit around and do nothing while waiting for him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do what's ever in front of me that needs to be done and leave the results up to him however it turns out. That's God's will for me. I must keep my magic mind and fine mind off my... Uh, <coughs> uh, let me start. I must keep my magic mind and fine mind on my acceptance... Not my expectations for my surrender is directly proportional to the level of acceptance. When I remember this, I see I, I've never had it so good. Thank God for AA. Thank God for AA. Turn to page 552, please. 552. He said, in effect, if you have a resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for the person or the thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself, to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you don't really want it for them and your prayers are only words and you don't mean it, go ahead and do it anyway. Do it every day for two weeks and you will find you have to come to mean it and want it for them. And you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, understanding, and love. Pass. It worked for me then. It worked for me uh, many times since. It will, it will work for me every time I'm willing to work it. Sometimes I have to ask for the willingness, but it always too comes. Uh, and because it works for me, it'll work for all of us. And, and another great man says, the only real freedom a human being could ever know is doing what he wants to do because he wants to do it. This great experience has given really has this great experience that has released me from the bondage of hatred and replaced it with love is just really another fermentation of the truth I know. Uh, I get everything I need out of Alcoholics Anonymous, and everything I need, I get when I get what I need. I invariably find it's just what I wanted all the time. Amen. Page one hundred, please. One hundred. 
and and page 83. Go ahead and go to page 83, Rick. All right. Go where? 83. I'll read 100. Okay. Right there. Okay. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in spiritual progress. If you if you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstance. Rick? We are thinking about this phase of our development. We will be amazed before we are halfway through. We're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past or shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone. It, we will see how our experience can benefit others and the feeling of usefulness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in our selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly... We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. We lost Rick. My phone went dead. I guess I wasn't charging it. <laughs> All right, let me finish up. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, they will always materialize if we work for them. Page 85, please. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a soda full. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will not be done. Thy will not mine be done. Excuse me. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line. It is the proper use of the will. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more action. Page 43, the bottom of 43, please. Once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental de defense against the first drink, except in a few rare cases. Neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful readings. Thank you very much for coming on today's, today's topic and the wonderment of the words. The words come alive and they keep us. These words come alive and they keep me away from the first drink. They keep me sound. And 
It gives me food for thought for the rest of the day. Let's go ahead and please and close with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. Greetings, family. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to accept those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. AA reading for today. Just for this new day, just for today, I will try to live through this day only and not tackle my whole life problems at once. I could do something for 12 hours that would appall me if I felt that I had to keep it up for a lifetime. Just for today, I will be happy. This assumes to be true what Abraham Lincoln said. The mo most folks are as happy as they make up their minds to be. Just for today, I will try to strengthen my mind. I will study. I will learn something useful. I will not be a mental loafer. I will read something that requires effort, thought, and concentration. Just for today, I will adjust myself to what is and not try to adjust everything to my own desires. I will take my luck as it comes and fit myself to it. Just for today, I will exercise my soul in three ways. I will do somebody a good turn and not get found out. I will do at least two things I don't want to do just for exercise. I will not show anyone what my feelings are hurt. They may be hurt, but today I will not show it. Just for today, I will be agreeable. I will look as well as I can, dress becomingly, talk low, act courteously, criticize not one bit, but find fault with anything and try not to improve or regulate anybody except myself. Just for today, I will have a program. I will not follow it exactly, but I will have it. I will save myself from two pests, hurry and indecision. Just for today, I will... Have a quiet half hour all by myself and relax. During this half hour, sometimes I will try to get a better perspective in my life. Just for today, I will be unafraid. Especially, I will not be afraid to enjoy what is beautiful and to believe that as I give to the world, so the world will give to me. By Kenneth L. Holmes. All right, thank you so much for coming in. Today's podcast, a reading of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Let's get started with the, with the set-aside prayer. God, I set aside everything I think I know about you, everything I think I know about my fellow man, myself, and this program for a fresh new revelation in you, in my fellow man, and myself, and these 12 steps so I can be a better service to you and to your, to your program in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. 
Amen. All right, starting with page 85, please. I'll go ahead and read a couple. 85, so let's see if you can hang on there with me. And we're going to go, It is easy to lit up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We're headed, we're headed for trouble if we do. For alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. Pass. Much has already, already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. We recover from all directions. We have a better sense of his flow of our spirit into us. <clears throat> to some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop a vital success, but, this, but we must go further. That needs more action. Let's go to page 25, please. 25? Mm-hmm. There is a solution. <clears throat> Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcomings, which the process required for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we have been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we have not even dreamed. Pass. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father and we are his children. Most good ideas and simple. And this concept was the keystone of the new triumphant arch through which we pass through freedom. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things follow. We had a new employer, being all-powerful. He provided what we needed. If we kept close to him and performed his work well, established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs, 
More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. something like this my creator i am now willing that he should have all of me good and bad i pray that you not remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows grant me strength as i go out from here to do your bidding amen we have then completed step seven let's turn to page 416 please 416 mm-hmm. <clears throat> It helped me a great deal to become convinced that alcoholism was a disease, not a moral issue, that I have been drinking as a result of a compulsion, even though I had not been aware of the compulsion at that time, and that sobriety was not a matter of willpower. The people of AA had something that looked much better than what I had, but I was afraid to let go of what I had in order to try something new. There was a certain sense of security in the familiar. Pass. At last, acceptance has proven to be the key to my drinking problem. After I've been around AA for seven months, tapering up alcohol and bills, not finding the program working very well, I'm finally able to say, okay, God, it's true. Of all people, strange as it may seem, even though I didn't give my permission, really, really am an alcoholic of sorts. And it's all right with me. Now, what am I going to do about it? When I stopped living in the problem, began living in the answer, the problem went away. From that moment on, I have not one single potion to drink. And accepting is the answer to all my problems today. And when I'm disturbed, it's because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, or some fact of my life unacceptable to me. Uh, I can find no serenity until I accept my, that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at the moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I accept my alcoholism, I, I <clears throat> could not stay sober unless I accept unless I accept my life completely on life's terms. I cannot be happy. When I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world, but what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person, every situation, and I was always glad to point it out because I knew you wanted perfection just as I did. AA and acceptance has taught me that there's a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us and that we are all children of God and we each have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork. I am saying I know better than God. For years, I was sure that the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would turn out to be an alcoholic. 
<clears throat> today I find it's the best thing that has ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me, and if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone. So I'm better off if I don't give advice, don't figure I know what's best, and just accept life on life's terms as it is today, especially my own life as it actually is. Before AA, I judged myself by my intentions, while the world was judging me by my actions. Children has been the answer to my marital problems today. It is true, AA has given me a new pair of glasses. Max and I have been married now for 35 years prior to our marriage. She was just a shy, spying adolescent. I was, I was able to see things in her others couldn't necessarily see. Things like beauty, charm, gaiety, a gift for being easy to talk to, and a sense of humor, and many other fine qualities. And if I had, rather than my such, it turns everything into gold. A magnified mind that could magnify on whatever it focuses on. Uh, over the years, I thought about Max and her good qualities grew and grew. And we married, and all these qualities became more apparent to me. And we were happier and happier. But as I drank more and more, the alcohol seemed to affect my, my vision. Instead of, instead of continuing to see what was good about my wife, I began to see her defects. The more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied. Every time, every defect I pointed out to her became greater and greater. Each time I told her she was a, she was nothing, she produced a little bit more into nowhere. And the more I drank, the more she wilted. Then one day in AA, I was told that I had the lenses in my glasses backwards. The courage to change in the serenity prayer meant not that I should change my marriage, but rather that I should change myself and learn to accept my spouse as she was. AA has given me a new pair of glasses. I can again focus my wife's good qualities on watch and watch them grow, grow, and grow. I can do the same thing with an AA meeting. The more I focus my mind on its defects, late starts, long drunkalogue, cigarette smoke, the worse the meeting becomes. But when I try to see what I can add to the meeting, Rather than what I can get out of it, and when I focus my mind on what's good about it, rather than what's wrong with it, the meeting keeps being better and better. When I focus on what's good today, I have a good day. And when I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. I focus on a problem, the problem increases. If I focus on the answer, the answer increases. Page 420, please. best thing for me to remember that my serenity is universally proportional to my expectations. The higher my expectations of Max and other people, the lower my serenity. I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations, but my rights try to move in. And they too can force my serenity level down. I have to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself how important is it really? How important is it compared to my serenity and my emotional sobriety? When I place more value on my serenity and sobriety than anything else, I can maintain it at a higher level, at least for the time being. Acceptance has been the key to my relationship with God today. I never just sit around doing nothing while waiting for Him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever in front of me that needs to be done and leave the results up to Him. However, it turns out that's God's will for me. I must keep my magnified mind on my acceptance and off my expectations for. My serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. And when I remember this, I can see I've never had so good. Thank God for AA. 
Amen. Page 552. Thank God for AA. He said, in effect, if you have resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for the person or the thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you don't really want it for them and your prayers are only words and you don't mean it. Go ahead and do it anyway. Do it every day for two weeks and you will find you have come to mean it and want it for them. And you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, understanding, and love. It worked for me then. Go ahead. It will work for me every time I'm willing to work it. Sometimes I have to ask for the willingness, but you know which who comes. And because it works for me, it'll work for all of us. As another great man says, the only real freedom a human being could ever know is doing what he wants to do because he wants to do it. This great experience has released me from the bondage of hatred and replaced it with love. Uh, really, just another affirmation of the truth I know. I get everything I need from Alcoholics Anonymous, and everything I need, I get. When I get what I need, I barely find it's what I, just what I wanted all the time. Page 100, please. What's that? 100. <clears throat> Both you... Yes, sir. 100. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstances. Page 83. If we are painstaking about this phase of development, we will be amazed before we're halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone. We will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize. Amen. Okay, let's go to page 86 on awakening. 86. On awakening. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is clear of wrong motives. Pass. Where are we? Uh, 86. 82, right? 86. 86. 
In thinking about our day, we forgot to read that part. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. 86. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers have have come after we have tried this for a while. Page 87. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption and all sorts of bizarre actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. I should have been lost. Okay, go to page 87, top of 87. Uh, 87? Yeah. We usually conclude, uh, or the first paragraph, we usually con- conclude. We conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that was shown throughout the day. Or in our next step is to be, we are given whatever it needs to take care of such problems. We especially ask for freedom from self-will and careful make no mistakes. Uh, with no request for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others are to be helped, we are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that. It doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives and friends to join us in meditation, morning meditation, as we begin, as we belong to the religious body dominations, which requires definite morning uh, devotion. We attend that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books out there. Suggestions of these may be obtained by one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people arrive. Make use of what they have to offer. Keep going. Okay. As we go through the day, we pause. When agitated or doubtful, we ask for the right... Uh, thought or action, we constantly remind ourselves we're no longer running the show. <clears throat> Humbly say to ourselves, many times each day, that will be done. We're then much uh, less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, and foolish decisions. We become more and more efficient. We do not tire so easily. We're not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange our lives to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. Amen. Page 43. Very good, please. 43. And it says uh, 43. Go ahead and take us home, Rick. Once, right. Let me get there. Once, oh. once more. Uh, once more, the alcohol at certain times has no effect benefits against us for strength. Except for a few cases, you know, or any other human being can provide such a defense. This defense must come from a higher power. Deanne, beautiful, beautiful, uh, beautiful words of life. Thank you so much for coming in today, guys. Let's go ahead and close up with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, Our Father who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, brother. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. My reply on today, February 23rd, a task list or a paradox reading goes like this. Let's go ahead and pray. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. My paradox, I gave it to you on the last thing, is that I was changed. I go to a meeting... For instance, I bought five acres of property up in Northern California in a place called Oroville. And uh, five acres, I had 38 pine trees, and I put a trailer up there. And putting the trailer up there, I had five years of sobriety. And uh, and I wasn't going to meetings because I got transferred to Sacramento. I was working for they in and out or one day auto and body as a... They sent me up there to save a alien, alien, a faltering business. They see if I can save it. My brother had a great reputation over here. He recommended that I be hired as a manager. They sent me up there. When I got there, there was two cars in the fifteen hundred square foot warehouse, and everybody was saying, "Oh, business is bad," shaking their heads. I got everybody together and I said, God is going to bring us easy cars to, to, to do, you know, just easy ones, you know, easy tickets, not a lot of repairs, not a lot of sanding, just get them right through. And they all looked at me and I had to speak to them in Spanish. And then I said, well, let's pray. But my manager, I had two managers under me and uh, they, they had, um, they kept them on which I think was scrupulous. And one guy wrote up a ticket of an old pickup truck, $3,800, just because the guy was going to pay a lot. It was just all riveted with holes and so forth. And that's not what I prayed for. Anyway, the, the, the owner of that truck just cussed us all up and down and stuff like that. Didn't like his pain. I mean, really, like it was, we should have called the cops on him. And um, But when I was done, I left because of the dust. I it was breathing too much dust there. But the, you couldn't fit a car anymore in there. There was just one ticket after another. When the uh, the moderator or the guy, that, the, the bean counter, came to uh, do the paperwork and see where we were, count all the money and all the stuff, he was amazed at how many tickets of cars we had in there. I would pray the uh, Jabez prayer. Oh, that you would bless me. Early in the morning, get up, go up in the shop, clean the uh, uh, clean the floor, put some sawdust and clean the floor, and then start getting on my knees before anyone starts and then asking God. People say that they were passing by, and then they have a, they have a man, I might as well get this insurance thing fixed. I got to hurry up. And they'll pull in and pull in and get estimates, Mercedes-Benz, cars, and, and uh, God answered that prayer. And, I, and then from there, I bought the five acres, bought the five acres. Then I went, I wasn't going to AA meetings now. And what happened? At five years, I felt like drinking. So I ran to an AA meeting and I sat down there. 
and strength arising out of complete defeat and weakness. I was discouraged. My car broke down. I had to put the trailer in a ranch to people I didn't know. And then the guy bothered me to get the trailer out of there. He didn't want it there after all. The loss of one's old life was a condition of finding a new one. And twice I, I ran into that, into problems. I would always go to this group, and they would miraculously pump me back up. And uh, sure enough, I was restored, remade. The guy came up to me and said, here's the pamphlet. This is what we do in AA. You know, he thought I was new. He handed me a pamphlet. And, I, and my body language said I was new, my discouragement. And then when I told him, I said, eh, I got five years. You should have seen the guy go off on me. You got five years? He leaned over and he started, punch, not punching me, but poking me with his finger on my chest. He goes, you should be in service. You should be doing something for somebody else. You, in other words, God has gifted you, asshole. He has given you so much ability and so much gifts and so much that you should be putting an hour a day, a week, to help your fellow man in running this business. If you're, you got balls, you're a man, you say, no one can tell you what to do. Well, how about if you run a meeting? Let's see how courageous you are. Let's see what kind of balls and man you are. Run a meeting. Take it. You didn't say all that. I'm saying it to you. I got up and I said, I stood up right away. And we went toe-to-toe, -to -toe and I said, I raised my hand, and I said, yes, sir. I put my hand like a cowboy, like a Boy Scout. Yes, sir, I'm reporting to duty, sir. And he goes, get yourself, uh, and I got myself three positions. I got myself two secretary positions. One of them was to a park meeting in, in, in Sacramento, where the park gave us their storage, and we had our little office there. Every Saturday, we would have our men's meeting, 10.30 in the morning. I had the key. I was the secretary. The group was called Rebellious Dogs all the way. Beautiful name. And we had a little hut. Uh, we had little dogs for chips. Little, <laughs> it, was, it was funny. It's out of page 73, first paragraph. And it's, uh, Rebellious Dog is used as a verb. And the point I'm making, then I got another one on the other side of the river in East Yola Fellowship in West Sacramento. I got a position there as a secretary, and I started answering phones at midnight. And I was in love. I was my happiest. My life started to run well. And then I got so busy with work and meetings and so forth, I thought that uh, the meetings were getting in the way. So here I go. I'm going to go get another test, right? I stopped all three meetings. Would you believe that after maybe a year? And then I, I, uh, I got into trouble. I got into discouragement and so forth, and I hurt my leg, and I, I couldn't work no more. So everything tumbled down again. So I, I saw what I did wrong. I said, thank God I missed it. Thank God I'm a misfit. When I say thank God I'm a misfit, I am saying thank God I understand where I went wrong. In this life, we, we try and try and try again. Even in trying to figure out how God runs the universe, we try, try, try again. God will restore us. God will make us. And we say, thank you, God, I missed it. In other words, thank you, God, I am in a learning curve. Thank you, God, that I, if it wasn't for this wrong turn, I would have not found the right turn. If it wasn't for this sin, 
I would not find the right how to live rightly. If it wasn't for the alcohol, I would not find Alcoholic Anonymous. If, if it wasn't for the DUI, I would have not helped other people avert DUIs. You get me? So we thank God for the roughage for the 80-grit sandpaper. All right, let's get out of here. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Lord, I set aside everything I think I know about you, everything I think I know about my fellow man, everything I think I know about these 12 steps for a fresh new revelation in this program with you, with my fellow man, and with myself. Amen. In Jesus' name. Let's pray with the uh, set-aside prayer, um, excuse me, the uh, serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Would you would you please start reading in page uh, uh, 24 from the top? Sure. Thanks. The fact that most alcoholics are using the spirit have lost their power to the drink, our so-called will book. <clears throat> willpower becomes practically non-existent. We are unable at certain times to bring into the consciousness of a significant force of a memory of the suffering of humiliation of a week or a month ago. We are without defense of this first strength. The almost certain consequences that follow taking even a glass of beer do not crowd the mind to deter us. If these thoughts occur, they are easily and rapidly supplanted by the whole center idea well, this time I should handle <clears throat> ourselves like other people. This is a complete failure because this kind of defense that keeps one from putting his hands on a hot stove. The alcoholic may say to himself in the most casual way, he won't burn me this time, so here's how. Or perhaps he doesn't think at all how often of us begin to drink in a nonchalant way. And after the third or fourth pound on the bar, and says to ourselves, for God's sake, how did I ever get started again? Only have that thought supplanted by, well, I'll stop with a six drink, or what's the use anyhow? When this sort of thinking is fully established in an individual with alcoholic tendencies, he has probably placed himself beyond human aid, and unless locked up, may die or go permanently insane. These stark and ugly facts have been confirmed by legions of alcoholics throughout history, but for the grace of God, there would have been thousands more convincing demonstrations. So many want to stop but cannot. There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcomings, which the process requires for a successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we have been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence, which we have never have dreamed. Pass. The great battle is just this, if nothing less, that we've had a revolutionize our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact of our, our lives today is the absolute certainty that we 
that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is deep miraculous. He has commenced and accomplished those things for us which we could not do, could not ever do by ourselves. If you're seriously alcoholic, we were, we were, believe that there's no middle of the road solution. We were in a position where life was being becoming impossible, and if we had to pass through a region which there is no return through human aid, we had but two alternatives. One was to go to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of an intolerable situation, the best we could, and the other is to accept spiritual help. This we did because we honestly wanted to and were to make the effort. Amen. Page 62, please. 62. Would you go ahead and get us started on that sure. 62? Thanks. Selfishness, self-centeredness that we think is the root of all our troubles. Driven by other forms of self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity, we simply chose our bells and nobody to retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation, and then we, but we invariably find that sometimes in the past we have made decisions based on self which is later places in a position to be hurt so our troubles we think are basically our own making we arise of our out of ourselves and an alcohol is an extreme example of self will run right though so usually doesn't think so above everything the alcohol must be rid of the selfishness we must or it kills us god makes that possible but we often seem to be no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us have moral and physiological convictions galore, but we could not live up to them, even though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wish or triumph on our own. We had to have God's help. This is the how and the way of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter... In this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father, and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone of the new triumphant arch through which we passed through freedom. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things follow. We had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of His presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, and or the hereafter. We were reborn. We are now on step three. Many of us said to our Maker as we understood Him, God, I offer myself to Thee. Build with me and do with me as Thou wilt. Relieve me from the bondage of self that I better do Thy that will take away my difficulties that victor over them and may bear witness to those who I could have helped of Thy power, Thy love, Thy way of life. May I do Thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to Him. We found it very wrong. We got a page. <laughs> what page? Oh, go ahead and page seventy-six now. And say the, the prayer. Yeah. Uh, well, let me go. Let me say it. We were now at step seven. Many of us said to our Creator, as we understood Him, <clears throat> "My Creator, I am now willing that He should have all of me. 
good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go off from here to do your bidding. We were now at steps, finished step seven. Let's go to page uh, 86, please. 86? Yes, sir. Go ahead and start us off, please, into action. On awakening, we must think about 24 hours ahead. We, cut, we consider our plans for the day before we even begin. If we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking him to divorce us from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with insurance. After all, God gave us the brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is clear to wrong motives. <coughs> As thinking about our day, we face the decisions we may be able to determine which course to take. Here's where we ask God for inspiration and a tune of thought or a decision. We relax, we take it easy. We don't struggle. We were often surprised at how right the answers have come after we've tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration and gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption and all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to be to care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If sickness has war, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. We belong to religious domination, which requires definite morning devotion. We can also, if not members of the religious bodies, we are sometimes selected and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many books, helpful books also. Citizens of these may be obtained by one's priest, minister, or rabbi, equipped to see where religious people are right, make use of what they have to offer. As we go through the day, we pause, we meditate, or doubtful, we ask for the right thought or, or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. I've been saying to ourselves many times each day, that will be done. We're in less much <clears throat> danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily. We're not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange our lives to suit ourselves. It works, it really does. Amen. We go to page, uh, was it 416? 416? Mm-hmm. It helped me a great deal to become convinced that alcohol was a disease, not a moral issue. That I had been drinking as a result of a compulsion, even though I had not been aware of that compulsion at that time. And that sobriety was not a matter of willpower. The people of AA had something that looked much better than what I had. 
but I was afraid to let go of what I had in order to try something new. There was a certain sense of security in the familiar. At last, acceptance proved to be the key to my drinking problem. After I'd been around AA for seven months, tapering off alcohol and pills, not finding the program, working very well, I was finally able to say, Okay, God, it is true that I, of all people, strange as it may seem, and even though I didn't give my permission, really, really am an alcoholic of sorts, and it's all right with me. Now what am I going to do about it? When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away from that moment on. I have not had a single compulsion to drink. And except is the answer to all my problems today. It when I'm disturbed is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation being the fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no certainty until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at, at the moment. <clears throat> nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world, but what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women are merely players. He forgot to mention I was a true critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person or every situation, and I was always glad to point it out because I knew he wanted perfection just as I did. AA and acceptance has taught me that there's a bit of good in, in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us. Now we all are children of God and we each have the right to be here. When I complain about, about me or about you, I'm complaining about God's handiwork. I'm saying I know better than God. For years, I was sure that the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would turn out to be an alcoholic. Today, I find it is the best thing that has ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me. And if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone. So I, I am better off if I don't give advice, don't figure I know what's best and just accept life on life terms as it is today, especially my own life as it actually is. Before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. Acceptance has been the answer to my marital problems. It is as though AA has given me a new pair of glasses. Max and I have been married now for 35 years prior to our marriage. When she was a shy, scrawny adolescent, I was able to see things in her that others couldn't necessarily see. Things like beauty, charm, gaiety, a gift of being easy to talk to. A sense of humor and many other fine qualities. It was if I had rather than a Midas touch, which turned everything to gold. A magnifying mind that magnified whatever it focused on. Over the years, as I thought about Max, her good qualities grew and grew, and we married, and all these qualities became more and more apparent to me, and we were happier and happier. But uh, as I drank more and more, the alcohol seemed to affect my vision. Instead of continuing to see what was good about my wife, I began to see her defects. And the more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied. Every defect I pointed out to her became greater and greater. Each time I told her she was nothing, she reduced a little bit more into nowhere. The more I drank, the more she wilted. Then one day in AA, I was told that I had my lenses on my glasses backwards. The courage to change in the serenity prayer meant not that I should change my marriage, 
rather than I should change myself and learn to accept my spouse as she was. AA has given me a new pair of glasses. I can then focus on my wife's good qualities and watch them grow, grow, and grow. I can do the same thing with the AA meeting. The more I focus my mind on these feedbacks, late starts, long trunk logs, cigarette smoke, the worse meeting becomes. But when I try to see what I could add to the meeting, rather than what I could get out of it, I, <clears throat> I lost my place. Oh, when I focused my mind on what's good about it, I, rather than what's wrong with it, I began, the, the meeting gets, keeps getting better and better. And when I focus on what's good today, I have a good day. When I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. When I focus on the problem, the problem increases. When I focus on the answer, the answers increases. Amen. Page 420, please. Perhaps the best thing of all for me is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportioned to my expectations. The higher my expectations of my action other people are, the lower is my serenity. I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations, but then my rights try to move in, and they too can force my serenity level down. I have to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself how important is it really how important is it compared to my serenity, my emotional sobriety? And when I place more value on my serenity and sobriety than anything else, I can maintain them at a higher level, at least for the time being. Acceptance is the key to my relationship with God. Today, I never just sit and do nothing while waiting for Him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever's in front of me to be done. And I leave the results up to Him, however it turns out. That's God's will for me. I must keep my magic magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations. For my serenity is inversely directional proportion to my level of acceptance. When I remember this, I can see I never had it so good. Thank God for AA. Page 552, please. He said, in effect, if you have a resentment you wish to be free of, if you will pray for that person or that thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask for, in your prayers, for everything that you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you really don't mean it and want it for them, and your words are only, and your prayers are only words that you don't mean mean it, go ahead and do it anyways. Do it every day for two weeks and you will find they will come to mean it and want it for them and you will realize where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred. You now feel compassion, understanding, and love. It worked for me then and it worked for me many times since. It will work for me every time I'm willing to work it. Sometimes I have to ask for the willingness, but it always too comes. Because it works for me, it will work for all of us. And another great man says the only real freedom a human being could ever know is doing what he ought to do because he wants to do it. This free experience has released me from the bondage of hatred and replaced it with love. It is really just another interpretation of the truth I know. I get everything I need from Alcoholics Anonymous. And everything I need, I get. When I get what I need, I find invariably what <clears throat> was just what I wanted all the time. Amen. All right, uh, page 100, please. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. When you persist, remarkable things will happen. 
when we look back, we realize that things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could plan, have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. Page 84, please. I'll go ahead and do 84. Uh, wait, let's see. No, go ahead, Rick. 80, 84, please. Okay. It starts on 83, though, right? Yeah, right, 83. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we'll be amazed before we're halfway through. We're going to know a new freedom, a new happiness. We will not regret the past, nor share the door. We will comprehend the word serenity, and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone. We will see how our experience can benefit others, and the feeling of usefulness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in our selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations with used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant? <laughs> Are these extravagant promises? We Need think it. not. They are fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Work, 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 work. Page 85, please. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle fall. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along these lines all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more action. Page 43, please. What's for the alcohol at certain times has no effect on his mental defense against the first drink. <clears throat> Except for fewer cases, neither nor any other human being can provide such a defense. This defense must come from a higher power. D.N. Wonderful, wonderful words of life. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Rick, for coming on here. Let's go ahead and close with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who Our art Father. in heaven... Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, bro. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Rick. Thank you, everyone.